0: Welcome to the Learning to Flourish podcast. We're your hosts, Kelsey Donnell and Laura Jean Tremblay. This is a place to stop waiting and to learn to flourish exactly where we are, right in the in-between.
1: Join us each week as we discuss topics that pertain to daily life and how we can flourish in the here and now.
0: Hi, friends. Welcome back. Today, we get to talk about giving thanks because this week is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving week! Thanksgiving is my absolute favorite. It is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: like my third. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it! Like, don't let that minimize how much I love it. But, but I, it's not my top.
0: It's my top. I just love. I mean, I love everything about it. I love that it's based around. I mean, okay, yeah, Christmas and Easter and the Christian holidays are great because they're based around Jesus himself. I get it, okay, but <laughs> it's based – But turkey. No, okay. it's based around, you know, the the fact that, like, we can't do life alone and we have to recognize that and, like, we're give everything is, like, everything is gift and we're recognizing that. And it's also a holiday that has maintained the family aspect, I think, with, I think some people can do other holidays really well, but the general public, like, takes over Mm -hmm. certain holidays, and I love that it's still focused on a feast and family and getting together and just being together, so.
1: And there it is, folks. There's the podcast. There's everything you need to know.
0: No, but because... I never
1: had Thanksgiving explained to me like that, and that just changed my whole outlook on Thanksgiving. Did I win you over? Not quite to number one. Okay. But I do love, I do love Thanksgiving, and I love that explanation
0: of it. Good. Well, you know, and it's not podcast over, because this whole thing, we're going to talk about how great Thanksgiving is, but also what we can learn from it and bring into the rest of our year in terms of giving thanks and practices of gratitude and things like that. Plus, okay, another reason why I really like it, and this is not the top reason, but I was born on Thanksgiving. So I love that. (laughs) There is a bit of, um, yeah, special memories (laughs) there. I love that.
1: I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's um, awesome. Goodness. Okay, well, before we get far enough into this episode, that's our intro, guys. That's what we're going to talk about today. But let's first talk about our Godwinks for this week. So, Kelsey, Absolutely. do you want to share? Absolutely.
1: Um, so I have been trying really, really hard to wake up earlier to make sure I have, um, time with God and just time alone. Um, and lately there's just been a lot of stuff just like clouding my mind and distracting me and all of the things. And the verse that I had today was Ephesians chapter 423. And it's just instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And that was just totally, totally what I needed. And it was just like a little nudge of like, Hey, like we got this, we can handle this. We can clear your mind and we can move forward. And it was great. And that's my God wink.
0: I love that. That's so great.
1: Same, same. I was, it's so funny. Cause I woke up this morning and I was like, what's your God wink going to be today?
0: There, like 20 yeah. minutes later. We had it. He provides. <laughs> he provides.
1: <laughs> I love it. What's oh, yours?
0: Um, Honestly, I was like, oh, I don't really know. But then we were just chatting before we pressed record about um, very near miss of a deer and my car. And this weekend. And I think that's got to be it. Like, there's no explanation. I literally, in the <sighs> seconds that I saw the deer, realized my situation in that I was going to hit it. My thoughts went to, how am I going to let the people know who I'm driving to, what is happening? I really like my car. I don't want to get a new car. And all these things, these are the thoughts going through my mind because there was no way in heaven that I was going to miss this deer. And by inches, I'm telling you by inches, it's like my guardian angel just like, you're Wedged itself in there. (laughs) Let's get a little buffer. (laughs) And I missed it. And my adrenaline went through the roof. But it's okay. We're good. My car is untouched. It's incredible. So I I think I really saw God's hand in that.
1: (laughs) You know, I was thinking about this the other day. And I was like, you know, like, we work hard. But those guardian angels, they work harder. Because I just Mm. think of all the things... And I'm just like, shoot, like, like thank you. I don't know about you, but I don't thank my guardian angel enough.
0: Speaking of giving thanks. <laughs> giving thanks.
1: Oh, what a transition.
0: So who are you giving thanks to today? Um, my guardian angel.
1: <laughs> around the Thanksgiving dinner. Do you guys do that? Like around your table? Yes. Like- everybody what you gave thanks for and like mm-hmm. as a kid it was always like I'm thankful for my friends and family.
0: Mm-hmm. I think and as now as kid, time. I, I think as a kid it was like kind of around food. Is that bad? It was around I'm thankful for turkey. No that was totally what
1: that was totally my family.
0: Right and then but I'm more for the pie. But now my family like there's a lot of people who are like Having babies, and so they're all like, "I'm thankful for this new life," and I'm like, "I am too, but I can't top that answer." <laughs> I'm thankful oh. that um, I don't know, <laughs> like something I, very minuscule compared to having a child. So,
1: you know what? It's not minuscule. Okay, it's the state of life. True. Amen. But not make it lesser than.
0: You're right. You're right. Very true. Although, having a child is a great gift, of which... It is a great gift,
1: and being an aunt is a great gift. Yeah, it is. A great, great gift.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think there's a difference between giving thanks and being grateful? Yes. Oh, I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me.
1: I feel like being grateful is a state of being, like okay. living in a state of gratefulness, and giving thanks is like... Proclaiming your thanks, like whether it be in prayer or to a person, I feel like that's an action versus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I I always think about that when, you know, you're writing things around Thanksgiving or giving thanks because, it those words are so often intertwined, but I mm-hmm. agree that they mean a little bit different or that. Yeah. They don't, or that their like real definition is very similar, but we use it to mean different things. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, people yeah. will say giving thanks is that action, but being grateful is a state of being, whereas, actually, definitionally, definitionally, is that a word?
1: I don't know, but we're going to make it a word. Okay. Here on
0: Definitionally, the- I sound really smart. Um, <laughs> grateful is also, it has an act active element to it, which I think people just, I mean, I do it too, you know, use them as they're popular to be used in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: sure. To mean more what you think, but what you're trying to convey. Yeah. I like it.
1: <laughs> I've never thought about it. I've never been asked that question.
0: Yeah. I
1: feel like this is just this whole podcast in the realm of things is going to be a series of questions that have never been asked before. And I'm going to be thinking on a whole different level.
0: I love that. That's what we're here to do. Think on a whole nother mm-hmm. level. Love it. Um, okay. So... In the grand scheme of things, in terms of like giving thanks or being grateful, how important would you say it is?
1: Like on a scale out of 10?
0: No, in terms of like um, impact to your life and the life of others. Wow, that's deep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very, very important. And that was, in fact, very deep. Sorry,
0: that was, that's very <laughs> The look on
1: your face, like, as soon as it left your mouth, it was like, whoa, I even surprised myself with that one.
0: Sorry, that's me. I go zero to deep real fast. I
1: feel like, again, a question I've never been asked. I feel like you can't have true, honest, meaningful relationships Without a high level of gratitude. So because
0: they're integral to relationships.
1: 100%. Can you imagine having a, a deep, meaningful relationship with somebody and not being grateful for them and not showing your gratefulness to them?
0: I mean, I mean shoot, if you how put often- it that way, No. But I wouldn't yeah. necessarily arrive at that myself.
1: Like, now I'm like, oh my gosh, did I tell everybody how grateful I am for them? Mm. No. The answer is no. You know what and I found
0: tra- really you go. surprising? Yeah. So in some of my psychology classes, <clears throat> we were studying having a practice of gratitude and how that impacts someone's life, right? Yeah. All the benefits of it and all these things. One thing that really surprised me was that in a practice of gratitude, for that practice to be like complete in a sense, you had to tell the person you're grateful for that you're grateful for them and Why? Right. Right. And that was so surprising to me because I don't know, because, you know, we all grow up in different families and different homes where we do things differently. Um, And we were always taught to be grateful, but not necessarily that we had, that we could, in a sense, go to that person and say, I'm grateful that you did this thing, or I'm grateful that you're part of my life, or whatever you're grateful for. And so it was interesting to me that in like scientific fields, a practice of gratitude isn't complete until you've actually extended that gratitude to that person. And then, so now that has me thinking like
1: how little we were taught about how to show our gratitude. Yeah. Because I think of so many times or like I'm in an airport or a restaurant and specifically when I see a man or woman in the service and I want to go up to them and I want to thank them because they deserve my gratitude. But I'm like, what if they think I'm being weird? Hmm. You know, like were we not properly taught how to show our gratitude?
0: Or even were taught to say thank you. Like with manners, we're taught to say please and thank you. And you're welcome in the niceties, right? The pleasantry, I guess that's more proper. Um, But what about like saying thank you for something specific, right? Thank you for opening the door. Thank you for handing me my food at the drive-thru. Like, are we really being specific with our gratitudes? with showing that person what we're grateful for. Because I think right. sometimes, you know, on um, being on the receiving end of like, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, right? It's fine. It doesn't, it's kind of, kind of goes over your head a little bit because we hear it all the time because it's a, it's a manners thing. Right. But when someone thanks you for something specific, that sticks into your head, does it not? Yeah. Right? Could you imagine like if that was kind of, the everyday. regular, yeah.
1: How wild would that be?
0: Yeah, that would With make so, everyone
1: so much happier.
0: Side note: Okay, this is very side, and I did not prepare okay. you for this, but <laughs> I saw something recently that I loved, and I just need to share. Um, someone said they just heard their the best um, response to receiving a compliment. And they said that the person receiving the compliment said, I love who I am and through your eyes. And I was like, oh, like, wow. And I feel like it, that level of profoundness is can be extended by being specific in our gratitude. I love that because how quick
1: are we when somebody says something and. At- as like oh you look nice today it's like oh oh no I don't know about that me (laughs) like yeah like number one and two offenders right here folks um I had a friend tell me her name is Erin she's a fabulous human being and she blesses people whether it be with her words whether it be with like grabbing dinner whether it like whatever it is And I, I've always, and I've always been so quick to be like, no, no, I can pay. Like, no, no, I can pay for my drink. No, no, I can do this. Like, and she looked at me and she was like, Kelsey, you just denied my blessing. And I was like, shoot. Instead of being grateful and receiving her blessing, I denied it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think about it all the time and I say it all the time because I'm like, it's
0: so true. Mm -hmm. I could have just been grateful. Or even like when someone starts to say thank you to us, do we shut it down? And we're like, oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. Reflecting, yeah. Don't worry about it, no problem. But it's like, let them show their gratitude. Or in that same vein, be specific in giving your own gratitude so they know it's not just like, oh, I feel guilty for you having done something for me. So I'm I'm going to do the bare minimum back, which is saying right. thank you. But it's like if you're being specific and like thank you, that meant a lot to me. And even if like you don't expound on that or if you do and you want to, like there's a story there like this blessed me because I was having a hard day and you showed up and said something nice to me and that really turned my day around. Like that's amazing to hear back, right? It-
1: and not in a selfish way. It's not selfish to appreciate that. No. Like that is just taking the human connection beyond the surface. You know, I think you actually did a podcast on this and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like about not responding with just mundane things. Like when somebody asked when people would be like, oh, but you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. That leaves at the surface. Mm hmm. Like, why are we so afraid to just, like, dig a little bit?
0: Because the – it's terrifying. And I've been thinking a lot about this because I'm putting together a theology on Tap Talk. But our one of our greatest desires in this on this earth is to be seen and to be known and to be loved. Right? Is yep. it not? Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we're faced with that desire – The desire can be great, but the opening up of ourselves to be seen, to be known, and truly to be loved is sometimes really painful and really too much for people to bear. Yeah. And so we stay at the surface, not because that desire isn't there. It's because that desire is so great and it is a lot of work. Right It's and a lot of ways like, to be known and to be seen, and so we we stay at the surface either because we don't know how to go deeper or because we've tried and it hasn't been taken received well, or we just have so much on our minds that we we can't we're not present to the person in front of us
1: right, or we're so afraid of people seeing how we truly are yeah. That's true. And too. we're so afraid of people seeing that we aren't put together 100% of the time.
0: You're right. And it staying on the surface is kind of like I can still maintain my image. I can still yeah. kind of share my curated life with you, kind of like a social media highlight reel. Like I'm only sharing what I think fits into my aesthetic for you to see. Say that one more time. I'm only showing what fits into my aesthetic.
1: Our life is not an aesthetic.
0: Amen. People, it is not. Okay. Let your life be real, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like, it. it's true. Like with, with social media being so curated these days, it's like, that's all you're letting people see. And I've seen that go into people's like in-person interactions. Yeah. Like, I'm holding back because I don't want you to see the real me. I don't want you to see how broken I am, or I don't want to see you to see how sinful I am, or how much I overindulge in this thing, or how much I think about this thing, right? Because it's not right and proper that we should, or whatever the case may be, right? Or that all of our conversations have to, in some way, bring up God. It's like, He's amazing. He should be part of our whole lives. but doesn't mean that every conversation has to be a spiritual conversation. Yeah, because if you're speaking with love,
1: you guys, it is. Like, if you're speaking yes. with love and truth, you don't have to bring it up because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to circle back and I just, like, um, imagine... Imagine walking into somewhere and you're asked how you are and you give the real answer. The messy, the dirty, and the person across from you is like, I'm so thankful that you actually told me that.
0: I've experienced this. How would that make you feel? I've experienced this. I was in grad school, living abroad in Austria, and we had like our dorms. Well, they were apartment buildings and the school was just like a little walk away and we all lived close by. So there was like a courtyard there. We, we had like a woman's building and a, and a men's building and then like families and the other buildings. And I was walking to class or something. I was walking outside and I was walking past a building that I didn't live in. And someone was like, hey, how's it going? And I answered with a real answer. And it happened to me because I was having like a really good day. And so I said something that was like not just like, oh, good. I think I said something like, you know, I don't know. But it was positive. It wasn't like, you know. And they were so stunned. They were like, whoa, like I've never really Uh gotten a real answer from that. And that was kind of cool, you know.
1: How much happier did that person leave that situation?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see the smile on their face. I love it.
1: So you know she was grateful for that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. I love that. I just think about, like, my daily job. I'm really grateful to know the ins and outs of people's lives. Mm -hmm. I used to not handle it well. And I actually had to go to therapy to learn how to handle it. Because sometimes you get told heavy stuff and it's really important that you don't carry that on yourself. But now I'm just so grateful to be able to, to hear everybody's story Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because when you hear all of those stories, it's a way that I'm able, like if I then found, like find myself in a situation similar to a client, I'm like, I can find a level of gratitude for going through this because I watched
0: somebody else make it through it hmm so yeah it's an honor it like I it I is. feel honored when people share more than surface things with me because it is hard I am the first person yeah. to recognize that I don't open up so I know how hard it is when I do and so it is an honor to be let in to a person's life enough to see the real them it is an honor to hear your story Anyone who is listening to this, please do not stop from sharing yourself with other people. It is an honor to hold your story. And I am so sorry if someone has broken that trust and Mm -hmm. not responded well. But please do not let that stop you because opening up is hard, but that's the only way you're going to be able to be seen, known, and loved. Fully. right and then and then
1: remember you guys that it's a two-way street amen okay <laughs> communication is not one-sided it is not just the person talking it is the person listening not hearing not responding not coming to conclusions it's listening it's Can not you thinking say that and 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 again. And again? <laughs> yes Oh my gosh. It's just the craziest thing. And I, you know, I am guilty of it. Some, sometimes I used to struggle so much with like needing to be the person that said the right thing. Hmm. I needed to have the answer. I needed to say the magical words that solved every problem. But no, people want to be heard. People want you to listen to them and they want
0: you to be a safe space for them to speak. Yes. 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 And it is – there's such a difference between how people listen to you or yeah. when they don't listen to you or when they're just waiting for some piece of information. Or I can even, like, decipher when pe- how people ask me a question if they're actually in a place to receive it and listen or yeah. if they're fishing for information to, like, yeah. fill whatever – is going on in their head, you know? And Ah. because I've been burned by it for so many times, right? I'm sensitive soul. And so when I share something, it is with a lot of vulnerability a lot of times. And so it's like, okay, how that is being received is kind of the litmus test to whether or not I'll share again to this person or whether or not I'll share to the next person down the road, which is like- totally not fair but that's how we are because we we're are human. Human. <laughs> we are human
1: we are and human and we don't like our feelings to be hurt no
0: no we uh, don't <laughs> uh,
1: my head's just spinning now with like all of the things
0: which i think is why like bringing it back to being grateful and thankful yeah. for things like I think it's important, too, to mention that we're not just grateful or thankful for things when everything's going well. And, okay, okay, we're bringing it back. One second, follow me here. So in all of those studies that I read that were about the practices of gratitude, the ones that had the most long-term benefits and success were the ones that were done, like, consistently, meaning every day at least once a day so people got crazy and did it multiple times a day but if you do it every day no matter what's going on in your life oh my gosh the results of that were just like off the charts and I'm not saying this in terms of like oh my gosh you have to like it's only scientific and so that's why we do it but that just proves how important it is To be receptive in this life and be grateful for the things that come to us even when they're not ideal, even when they are not how we pictured our life. Oh my gosh, I'm speaking to myself here, but even though they're not, it doesn't look like the plan we had, right? Right. It's important to be grateful in, in all circumstances. It is. And I, I
1: think like the best, the easiest, I think this is the easiest way to like form a foundation of gratitude is to like, be like, I'm going to wake up today and I am going to be verbally thankful specifically five times today. I'm going to make it a point to like, thank you for opening that door for me. Thank you for showing up to your appointment on time. You know, like, all of these little things that, like, subconsciously we're grateful for. Because, yeah, that just made my day go a whole lot better. But when you verbalize it, it clicks something in your brain. And it's, like,
0: it's like your own form of endorphins. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Did I use that right? Yeah.
1: And Endorphins
0: and oxytocin, all of that good stuff. Yeah. And it's just, like... It's just triggering that
1: in your mind. And, and then the next day without knowing it, you do six and then you do seven. And the next thing you know, you're that wonderful person on the street, just bopping around saying, thank you for everything. And everybody's like, man, that's a, that's a happy person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And imagine, I understand that a lot of people are going through a lot of really, really hard things. But I have people in my chair going through things that I can't even fathom. Cannot even fathom. Who are the most grateful humans I've ever encountered? Never once is it woe is me. Never once is it, oh, why can't it just be easier? It's like, but you know, I have a support system. You know, I have a family that helps me. You know, Aside from this, I am really healthy. And I just, it's incredible to witness. It's incredible to see a person who could be so low and so negative and so heartbroken and sad because they have literally every reason to be. But they choose to get up and be grateful for the things that they have. That's not a skill, that's not a talent. That's not an act. That is a state of being. And I just think it's the most beautiful thing in the world that anybody can strive to do.
0: And it doesn't happen overnight. No. It's something you have to practice. That's why it's called a practice of gratitude. Because you're constantly practicing it. And it is... It's a muscle that you have to strengthen because when – you know, it's easy to be grateful when, you know, you're going through, I don't know, something happy and something beautiful happens to you that's like the cherry on top. Like that's easy to be grateful in that circumstance. It would be harder to be grateful in a circumstance that's harder without a practice of gratitude every day. right? Or you look at people who seemingly have everything, right? Okay. Just go with me here thinking about like, this is like the holidays coming up. I'm talking Hallmark movies. Okay. If there's ever a couple at the beginning, you know, they're not going to last. Okay. And Uh why do they not last? Well, okay. There's a lot of reasons, but they kind of follow a script, all of them. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. One person in that relationship has taken everything for granted. And they are not grateful for a thing in their life. And you can see that when that person recognizes that once they are faced with a good person in front of them who is grateful no matter what they're going through. Okay. That just like made Hallmark movies really deep. But (laughs) like it is. Were they not
1: deep before?
0: Come on. (laughs) Come on. It's true. Like when you are faced with people like different people who have these different practices, you can see really well and clarity who has a practice of gratitude and who doesn't. And when you were talking, I was thinking of Mother Teresa. I was thinking of Mother Teresa because, yeah, I mean, her circumstances weren't ideal, but what's cool about her story is that she went into circumstances that were less than ideal to help those who were in less than ideal circumstances. She went into the worst of the worst. And I think even if you're going through circumstances that are really hard, that's hard, but also witnessing circumstances that are hard is another kind of hard, kind of like you were saying, you were taking on a lot of the things people were saying to be your own. And with the news at our fingertips these days, I see that everywhere. People are just burnt out because they are having to deal with and take in every circumstance around the globe, right? Which we were not meant to do, by Which the way. we were not meant to do, right? And so I just thought of Mother Teresa and just how she went about her day like boop, boop, bopping along every day because she had joy and she had – This sense of Christ in her that she needed to bring to these people and then coming to find out later after her death that she was in desolation for 40 years. I mean, if that doesn't scream being grateful in every circumstance and having that practice of gratitude above all else, I don't know what does.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. Ugh. It's incredible.
0: I don't know if, okay, if anyone's been around here long enough, you know how I love the concept of gift. Um, but I, I know like some of you may have heard this saying, and it, it goes, all is gift, right? And that's truly how how I get through those like circumstances that are less than ideal and still being grateful in the midst of them is recognizing that everything that comes your way is gift because that's what life is. that's what our lives are. And so whether it's a person that's being difficult to us, there's still a gift and there's still something that is a gift that is meant for our good in that, whether it be a lesson, whether it be growth or loosening like our hardened hearts, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. um, it's still a gift. And because God is good, he will make good out of any circumstance. It might not be like apparent on the front end. It may not be like, here's the glowing sign. This is the good that will come out of it. (laughs) But even if the good is an internal disposition change, of being grateful for the little things in your life and not taking them for granted anymore. That's a good thing, right? That's the good thing that came out of that. You know,
1: I, it was probably at this point, probably like, we'll say like seven years ago, maybe six years ago. Um, I was not well mentally. Um, Like everything that I saw was just awful. I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I was burnt out. I was sad. Like it was, it's sad to look back on. It's sad to see how much my, my parents worried and my sisters worried about me. And it makes my stomach hurt to think about. And I finally opened up about it to one of my clients. Who's a good friend of mine who used to be, um, a counselor with Catholic social services. And she was like, I think you should start a gratitude journal. And I was like, I have literally nothing to be grateful for right now. Nothing. And she was like, Kelsey, I don't care if what you write down is I'm happy that I'm not going through what my client's going through. She's like, that might be where you need to start. You know, I'm grateful that I didn't oversleep my alarm clock. Today, I'm grateful that I didn't cry at work. Today, I'm grateful that I'm finally in bed and I can say goodbye to the (laughs) chaos of everything today. And that's how my gratitude journal started. And it's super sad to look back at. But then it would quickly turn to, I had a really good conversation with a client today. I'm grateful that my dad stopped by the salon and said, hi, I'm grateful that my sisters checked on for me. I'm grateful that my mom offered to make me supper. I'm, you know, and it grew and it changed. And I genuinely think that the reason that I was able to dig out of that side, out, out of that um, part of my life was one, because of the prayers of my people, like everybody that was praying for me at that time, and number two, that journal, because I had dug myself so low that I genuinely looked at my day and was like, there's nothing to be grateful for. And that's devastating. And it, and it happens because life is hard and we live in a really, really cruel world. But, and I imagine that there's people listening to this that are like, but my heart is harder. And it was on all saints day when I was at mass and my priest said this in his homily. And it was something along the lines of no matter what you're going through, no matter what your heart is, no matter what your status is, your relationship status, there is a saint in heaven that went through it. And that's something to be grateful for. And I just am like, There is nothing that I can go through on this side of heaven that a saint in heaven did not go through. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. How cool is that?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, it's profound. And it's also that, it's also true that when we have these sufferings, that we have these things, when we unite them to Christ's sacrifice on the cross, right, people always say, offer it up, offer it up. But what does that really mean? If we offer it up to be united with Christ's sacrifice on the cross, it makes that so that whoever is coming down the line, they're not going through that alone either. Hmm. Right? Think about like, future generations they might yeah. be in a similar situation by uniting your sacrifice to the cross with Christ that is is being united into the church into the body of Christ and someone coming along the lines can have that same peace in your heart that you had with those mm-hmm. saints going through the same thing because you offered that up and and you've gone through that and you're a part of the body of Christ
1: I just got chills.
0: Doesn't that like give so much meaning to your like yeah. sacrifice and, and and your suffering? Because we often think, and it's a total lie of the devil, that um these things are meant for us alone, that we're going through this alone. And that's not true. I think part of it is our individual journeys Part of it has to be in in private, in a sense, or in the private of our hearts, because there needs Mm. to be growth in our hearts and in our minds and in our spiritual lives. But that doesn't mean that we don't share that with other people.
1: I was going to say, that's not alone.
0: Right. Right. (sighs) Goodness gracious, we got, um, wow, that was something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, a no, moment of silence, you guys. I think <laughs> that for anyone listening, and we've kind of gone through this and we're like, yeah, okay, now we we want to do this too. We want this. We want to grow in gratefulness and all these things. I have a real heart for sharing also things that are practical. Like we mm-hmm. talk about. In, in life, we talk about these ideals. In the Catholic theology, we talk about ideals, and it's beautiful. It's how we were created. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about that. But also, I think some people get really stuck on that, and then people are left to wonder, well, then how do I do that? And so yeah. I love bringing in practical ways to do these things. So what would you say to someone who's never done it before how to build a practice of gratitude?
1: The gratitude journal. It's nothing specific. It is a piece of paper, five things every night before you go to bed. I am grateful for this. I am grateful for this, whether it a person, an action, a scenario, write it down. Because I think there's something about writing things down that just like triggers in you. To recognize it more. Um, So I would say that.
0: Quickly, before I say what I was going to say, I thought of this while you were talking and then I forgot because you were saying something so profound. But now I remembered that a lot of times when we get into our lowest of the low, not comparing anyone else's low to anyone else's Uh low, but when we can't see that we have anything to be grateful for, it's not always 100% the circumstance's fault. It is often, a lot of times, what we say to ourselves in Mm. those moments that keep us there, that keep us down, or that bring us lower, because we can be cruel to ourselves. That self-sabotaging talk, that constant voice in our head saying we're not enough, or we're not Worth good things, right? Maybe that was, maybe you've had that thought before. I don't have anything to be grateful for because I'm not worth anything that would be, gr- I could be grateful for, right? And so by having a practice of gratitude where you actually write things down, you get it out of your head or you speak them out loud, you are mm-hmm. retraining your brain to speak that that I'm grateful for this circumstance over the voices in your head that you might be too afraid to have out loud because they're so terrible. And you're giving more power to the good in your life than the bad because you're speaking it out loud or you are writing it down. And so I highly suggest writing it down. Um, like Kelsey was saying, in a, in a journal or on a piece of paper, like get it out of your head, write it down. And the other thing I would say In the practical realm, is like how we talked about at the beginning of like sharing what you're grateful for to the person you owe that gratitude to. Um, I would say, do that. If you are in person enough with them, practice like speaking that to them. And like maybe you didn't in the moment, but you can go back to them later on and be like, hey, remember that conversation we had the other day? Just, I want to thank you for speaking life into my life. Because that really helped me, right? And, I, and I'm grateful for you and our friendship and for that conversation, right? You can say these things in person or if, or if they're not in person or if you have a lot to say, you can write them a letter. I love writing letters. I, love, I love letters. It's not a, <laughs> a secret. I love letters. I own a stationery <laughs> shop because I love letters so much. But they like, thank you notes is one of those things where it can either be like manners or mm-hmm. it can be like the most profound thing. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like I you get a thank you card and it's like thank you so much for attending my birthday and for this gift. I love to sit down and like in my thank you cards being like I'm thankful for you for speaking life into into my life for letting me into your life like really getting specific about things. Yeah. And that person maybe beyond the gift that they gave you or something right. for an occasion. Um, that's just what I would say. Write it down and then either like have those conversations with people or write them a letter. So good. So good. Amazing. Man. <laughs> Let's finish tonight off with our liveliness lists. I said that yeah. well today. That's good. Um, yeah. Kelsey, what do you have that's bringing you life this week? Um, well, number one
1: actually goes with the gratitude journal. I actually just got this new one. It's called the daily blessings and it's a mindfulness journal on the goodness of God. And it's super cute. Um, so it just has like little prompts for the morning and the evening. And that's been really, really good for me. Um, another is I have them written down. That's why I keep looking down. Um, this, this weekend, I get to hang out with my dad and my two sisters. My dad does competition barbecue and he, yeah. I'm coming.
0: I'm (laughs) coming right
1: now. (laughs) He's always wanted to do a competition with his three daughters. So this weekend we're going to a small competition in Kansas and um, we not only will be like competing in a meat competition, um, but we also get to make turkeys for the community that, um, the coordinator of the competition will turn around and give those to the families in need in that community. Oh so, my
0: So um,
1: we're super excited about that. Um, so that'll just be fun to share with my dad. Um, That's and
0: incredible. Then
1: it's going to be so fun. I'm the, I'm probably, I don't know if either of my sisters have ever done a competition with my dad. I've done plenty. Um, so they're in for a treat. It's a whole new world.
0: Um, the
1: barbecue world is different different. Love them. Love it to death. Um, and then my third, I just wrapped up an 18 month long journey with what is called the community catalyst. It's a Nebraska group for young leaders and they, um, support young leaders through, um, these cohorts. I was in court 51. It was all women. And I was reflecting on it the other day, and one of the things they do is they grant you money for personal development so that you can um, better yourself in efforts to better your community in the long run without burnout. And you get to do IDPs with this, with these funds. And my first one was to do training with Shaw, um, Shalini. And she is one of my greatest friends. I love her to death. And that led me to going to the Imago Day retreat because that, is a retreat that she was speaking at, which is where I met Laura Jean. And then fast forward, and that that put us into this position where we're doing the podcast now. And I just sat and reflected on how grateful I am to how God wove everything together so perfectly. And I didn't realize how it was all so intertwined until the other day.
0: I love that. And you know what? Harping back to our topic of the day, yeah it's it's easy to miss those things. It's easy to miss the correlations and the the wovenness that exists in our lives if we're not paying attention, but because you've had this practice of gratitude and you have you know think about and reflect on things, mm-hmm. you were able to put that together, and that's such a gift yeah,
1: and it was just it was really cool to see how that worked together, so. That is that's my list. What's yours?
0: Oh, that's so great. Um, I was at an incredible conference this weekend, um, the Pittsburgh Women's Conference. And it was kind of like a full circle moment for me. I had been to that conference as a college student. I was working with the production company that was hired to do it. And I was able to come back and have a table for my very own business, which is really cool. Um, And it's just really cool to go to these conferences and to see people in person and to be able to share my heart for my mission and what I do to like real life people who are in front of me because so – much of my time and my work is done on a computer <laughs> yeah. a lot of times without any interaction or I don't get to see how people receive it um, because I'm just putting it out there into the world and I'm not, you know, its you don't really see people receiving your, your information. So that was just a really cool thing. Um, and because that conference was in Pittsburgh, I was able to stay with some friends and oh my gosh these are some of the friends who it's like you know you've known each other for a long time but you don't necessarily keep up with um all the time it's not like we text all the time or chat all the time but I stayed at their house and it was so like fun we stayed up so late talking they had a really early morning the next day I had a really early morning the next day and we stayed up far too late and we all regretted it the next day but at the same time like it was so good, like those conversations with people who are like-minded and who just – who get you, and that was just such a gift to have that, like, time of, like, oh my gosh, like, they see me, they know me, you know, that type of thing um, was really beautiful. And that's only two. Um, I don't know. I did write things down like Kelsey did. I should have. Um <laughs> Okay, this one is different, Um, but last night I made myself a really elaborate, I would say, meal for dinner, and that just brought life because it's hard to make yourself a whole full-blown meal, especially if you live alone or you live with people who you just cook for yourself. Cooking, for one, is really hard, okay? It is. It is. It's really hard, and I have just been having a week where- migraines are back in full force. And so getting up and cooking for myself is really hard. So it was it was a feat, but it was also um, delicious. So that was great. (laughs) I
1: feel like you are a really good cook. I love to cook. And I feel like you cook like wholesome, healthy, like good, fresh food.
0: That would be the ideal if I could do that all the time. Yes.
1: (laughs) I just got off of Harvest and I was asking Ethan, like what the proper way, like what's the proper mindset of feeding farmers? And he's like, feed a toddler. So I was making like tater tot casserole and big pigs in a blanket and mac and cheese. Nice. And I feel like you make like good food and I, and I, I want to make good food now.
0: Well, it's just like, it's definitely like a season thing where, you know, I've been in a season of being ill for many years and it's really difficult to feed myself, even though it's like, okay, you want to be able to feed yourself the most like healthy nutritious meals so you can get better faster. Right. I, I struggle with so, this on a daily basis because then I don't have the energy to do that. And so often it's yeah. like going to more convenient things or just like heating food, which is, is good because it feeds you. Right. That's what I've come yeah. to terms with. But when I do have the energy and I do have the ingredients, I do love to cook elaborate, more elaborate meals than heating something up in the air fryer. (laughs) Yes. So. Okay. Bonus question. I know we're running late, but bonus question. What is your favorite side dish at the Thanksgiving table? Stuffing. (sighs) I would have to concur. Stuffing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What's yours?
0: I would say stuffing too.
1: Oh, so good. So good. So good. Great.
0: Well, with that, we will leave you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your families. Or if you're not sharing time with your families, call them. (laughs) Call them. Love them. And tell those people in your life that you're thankful for them. Yes.
1: Love it. We're so glad you joined us on this episode of Learning to Flourish
0: Podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Or many on social media. And leave us a rate and review.